Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the extremely busy weekend that Auburn just had. The March 30th and 31st weekend of track and field events. See, if it wasn't hard enough for us to, you know, for at least people like me who don't know track and field all that well, to learn all the events and things. But now you got to keep track of not just one, not just two, not even three. Hey, look at that. There's another four in Auburn, Auburn Athletics right now. Four events for the Tigers this weekend in track and field across the nation. I mean... It's like they didn't want to be outdone by basketball. <laughs> basketball goes across the nation to get to the Final Four. And track and field says, hey, I'll see your four and show you another four relays and events throughout the country. That's pretty much it. So we had teams at in Gainesville, Florida, Stanford, California, um, somewhere Texas. I don't know where that one is. And Oxford, Mississippi. So four different places. So the... Um, the runners, the sprinters, I should say, Anthony Schwartz, Sean Shivers, Merrill Parker, and Mark Rubalcaba went to Gainesville, Florida for the Florida Relays. Then we had the distance runners went to the Stanford Invitational in Stanford, California. Chris Stone, our decathlete, he went to the Texas Relays. And the rest of Auburn, the vast majority of the team, Competed in the Ole Miss Classic in Oxford, Mississippi. If you're not confused right now, then you're way better off than I am. The fact that they split all of these athletes up. Now, we get a little bit of explanation from Coach Spry here in just a second about why they do that type of thing. But it is a really unique thing to see how they broke this down. You've got the sprinters going to Florida. You've got the distance runners going out to Stanford in California. You've got the enti- basically everybody else yeah, going, Mississippi. going to Mississippi. And then you got little old Chris Stone oh, all no, by himself. Oh, man, that's got to be such a lonely life. But you know what? That's the only event that was there. He's like, I'm in. and I, Well, he's what got a decathlon would be so 10. 10. He's got 10 events and then I am gone. I'm done for the weekend. <laughs> Must have been nice for him. Except that, no, he actually had the longest event because his true. was Wednesday through Saturday. I guess they had to break it up so you don't wear yourself Can't out. Can't do 10 events in one day. That'd I mean, be too much. Superman can, but I guess nobody else is Superman. Okay, so you're comparing our decathlete to Superman? Because Chris Stone is a Superman. There you go. So why don't you read us this this quote by Ralph Spry. Okay, Coach Spry said this week in an explanation about the split up of all of these different meets for Auburn track and field. Uh, that's something that is common in track and field because you want to put your people in the best place to get the best races. Sometimes one venue might be good in certain events, but not good in other events. So you have to put your student athletes in the best environment to have the best quality performance they can have to prepare for NCAA preliminaries. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, yep. you even, I think, alluded to that last episode that. 
while logistically it's a nightmare, you've got to send a coach <laughs> here, a coach there. If I have it correct, Coach Spry went to the Florida Relays with the sprinters. Um, coach Barnett went out to California with the distance runners, right. and then some other assistant coaches went with the rest of the team. Well, with Chris Stone, and then you know, unless and then they the giant team, the giant, the rest of the giant team over there. Um, it, it's a logistical nightmare, but you're doing the best that you can for your student athletes and trying to give them the best opportunities to not to just be successful this weekend, but long term for the rest of the season because they got to qualify and they need the best opportunity to do that. Yep. I agree. So before we get started with all of the results, I just wanted to throw a shout out to Tori McKinley, who at the press time when we did these notes, um, she had the nation's top mark in women's shot put. Yeah. She threw 17.16 meters at the Ole Miss Classic, which was fifth best in Auburn school history. Right. Like I said, when these notes were created, she was the top in the nation. Unfortunately, that has currently been beaten yes. by another athlete but if if what we think is correct that means she's at least in the top three in the yeah. nation yeah i think she is officially the second longest throw if i have everything correct there was someone this weekend that apparently beat her out shortly after she had the longest throw for the women's from this a, year. obviously from a meet that auburn was not right i think in. it was a different meet and everything like that but still great accomplishment by tori mckinley and we talked about this last episode jessica that maddie malone was the star coming out of indoor track and field tori mckinley we've, we've known her we've been following her career these last couple seasons we've been doing tiger tracks and then she's stepping it up in a brand new even even bigger way in the outdoor field so we've got two great competitors throwing against quote-unquote each other to drive each other to be better which is so cool that they get to practice with each other and compete with each other at these meets Mm -hmm. i love that right so i guess let's get started with all these millions results yeah i mean if you we got to get started at some point because if we don't it'll never get done right let's get started in the field events we'll start with our throwing which i always love men's javelin john putnam gets to start it off with a second place finish out of 11 competitors there, with a throw of 61.38 meters. Cade Antonucci, as I always struggle to pronounce that one, he got first out of 11 competitors, 62.86 meters. And then Eric Evil, he rounds it out third out of 11 competitors, 54.04 meters. The guys take one, two, and three in this event. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome, and I'm really proud of them. But me being the negative Nancy that I am. Oh no, what you got to pick on? I'm a little disappointed. None of them threw as well as they did at the last meet at the Florida State Relays. But see, look, that's why we balance each other out. You love the PRs and, you know, the better throws and stuff like that for them personally. I just look at first, second, third, all that kind of stuff. Which they did great. I love that. You know, the fact that you can dominate the podium as we call it. Well, you know what this tells me? What's that? You're about to love women's javelin too. Oh, look, I already knew I was going to love jasmine. because uh, Javelin? Jasmine. I was going to love Javelin uh, because we have Kylie Carter again. First place for the women, 52.72 meters out of 10 competitors. Peyton Montgomery, second place, 80, or 48.87 meters. And Ashley Carter, third out of the 10 competitors, 42.51 meters. Holy mess. I mean... First, how, second, third, women's and men's. How javelin. rare is it for you to get the podium completely for men or women, but to do it for both at the Ole Miss Classic? Everybody needs to get a, you know on our level here. I mean, because right. nobody else can get on the podium with us. But that's a great start to the events this week. I agree. So for men's discus, we had one competitor at the Ole Miss Classic. We had Evan Blair, 
with a ninth place finish and a throw of 49.5 meters. Then for women's discus, we actually had three competitors. So we had Ivana Muzarek, who placed sixth with a throw of 49.7 meters, um, followed by Tori McKinley with a seventh place finish and a throw of 48.86 meters. And then Maddie Malone with an 18th place finish and a throw of 38.8 meters. So cool, two cool things there. You see Tori McKinley showing some diversity in her throws because we've already mentioned in the highlights of this several meets here of what she did in a different event. But um, she's also placing well in -hmm. that here. But you also see familiar names there. Ivana Muzarek and Maddie Malone doing big things. Agreed. So one last thing. Let's move on to men's pole vault. We had our one competitor, James Corson, who placed seventh with a jump or a vault of 4.85 meters, which is a tenth of a meter farther than he vaulted Mm -hmm. for the Florida State Relay. Yeah, so So. a little bit of improvement there. Yeah. Men's high jump will move along to one competitor, Dontavious Hill, third overall out of 12 competitors, 2.0 meters for his jump, a little bit less than his last one, but still you get third, a bronze medal for him. For the women, three competitors, Skylar Daniel starts us off, two competitors, excuse me, uh, with a fourth place finish for Skylar Daniel, a jump of 1.65 meters, and then Caroline Lawrence, a jump of 1.6 meters. So moving on to women's long jump, we had two competitors. We had Natasha Jordan with a 10th place finish and 5.71 meters, and then Sarah Little with a 15th place finish and a jump of 5.55 meters, which is a little bit less than her jump for the Florida State Relays, but nothing too concerning. Well, here's something that you brought up last episode, Jessica, is that we had so many athletes get such a, off to a great start with outdoor last week that it was going to be hard for them yes. to you yes, know, repeat that. Yes, that's a good that. reminder so, that last week was such, I mean, it was almost an anomaly for a first outdoor meet. So That they came out firing on all cylinders. So you might see other times like, and, and meter jumps and, and performances that are going to be a little bit less than their yeah. last time because they they kind of set a really, you know, And that never high bar. worries me too much um, as long as the vacillations happen early in the season. Right. It's when you get towards that SEC championship. Well, really, when it starts with the pin relays and your SEC championship and your NCAAs, mm-hmm. that you shouldn't really be vacillating right. anymore. It should be, this is your consistent. Right. Um, so next, we had the men's 110-meter hurdles. We had Craig Clark compete. He got ninth out of 17 athletes with a time of 14.76. So a great finish for him. And I'll round out all the throwing events for us. We had, as we've already talked about, Tori McKinley getting first out of 14 competitors with her throw of 17.16 meters. As a reminder, at the time was the highest throw for a woman this year in outdoor track and field. For shot put. For shot put. Uh, but apparently was beaten a little bit later, but still a great accomplishment for her to get the fifth best overall throw in Auburn history. And to round us out for the throws, women's hammer throw to competitors, Maddie Malone, also showing some diversity there in terms of her different events. Second overall of 21 competitors with a throw of 60.64 meters. Aaron Perkins, third out of 21, 60.62 meters. And you know what? Let's go ahead and just talk about the men too. Second place finish for Eric Ebel out of 20. I mean, my goodness. We just need to like take all our throwers everywhere. And then just do that, because they just dominated in this whole thing. But you didn't tell him what Eric threw. 
Eric, you uh, 57.62 meters. You also forgot the best part. Okay, what did I forget? What's the best part out of all that that you see? The best part is that's PRs. Oh, it's a PR. There you go. For Erin Perkins, she got a PR. So last week, let's just say she threw 57.46 meters. This week she threw 60.62 meters. And I know you love the PRs, so I'll I'll always bring that up when I can. You know, I just, I get so excited about second, first, third. But what if, I mean, they're not, but what if it was only two competitors and you got second, then you're in last. That's why PRs, doesn't matter how many athletes there are. You know, the old uh, verbiage there is true. If you ain't first, you're last. There you go. (laughs) So moving on to the track events. So let's talk about the men's 100 meters. So we only had one competitor at the old Miss Classic because like we said all of the typical sprinters they went to another meet so we had Chison Tenkang at the Ole Miss Classic placed 21st with a time of 10.9 seconds his first um, first time competing in the 100 meter in outdoor um, then we'll move on to the women's 100 meter two competitors we had Sarah Little who is proving herself to be pretty diverse mm-hmm. as well yes um, Sarah Little placed 19th with a with a run almost at a uh, throw because <laughs> we're so used to talking about the great throws so far right so with a time of 12.24 seconds followed by myra mack actually myra mack um was 15th with a time of 12.17 seconds all right moving right along for the men's 200 meter chison ting kang again with a time of 21.77 seconds the good thing here for chison is he gets a chance to showcase what he can do without, you know, just to be honest, some of the other athletes and a lot of those are the football players that are now running track that are, you know, technically doing a lot faster times than him. This gives him an opportunity to not have to worry about all that and just do his very best. Yes. And I think that was, we might get frustrated about the separation of everybody going across country to four different meets, which we're having to keep track of here. (laughs) Uh, But it gives other athletes the best opportunities. Exactly. And that's why I'm not even upset about it. I love it. It gives people a chance to really shine. Mm -hmm, It does. For the women's 200 meters, some more familiar names here. Myra Mack gets a third place out of 41 competitors in this with a time of 24.15 seconds. And then Natasha Jordan, our very diverse athlete, 16th place out of 41 competitors with a time of 25.15. Three seconds. Yes. So moving on to the women's 400 meter hurdles, my probably the one event that I think, God bless these athletes, because there's no <laughs> way I could do that. Um, Anna Guerrero placed 16th with a time of one minute, 15.6 seconds. Kyle, and when you think about this, neither of us, I say with full confidence, could make it a lap around the track in 75 seconds without hurdles. Uh, look, I can't make it around a track period, so I've got no room to I talk. mean, I'm just thinking, and this girl did it with, I can't remember. We've looked at this up. We've, we've looked this up before. I think it's maybe 11 hurdles. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but that's awesome. So moving on to the men's 1500 meter run. Again, we're still at the old Miss Classic. Um, we had Alex Tucker with a time of four minutes, 11.3 seconds and a 29th place finish. Followed by Ryan Lee with a time of 4 minutes, 12.7 seconds, and a 30-second place finish. Woo! What a busy meet down there in Mississippi. You thought that was going to be one of the smaller ones, but it ends up having, at least for the throwers, probably the best uh, the results of this weekend. Uh, yep. You know, we've seen people that have already shined a lot, whether it be a uh, Maddie Malone or a... 
Kylie Carter do their thing again out in Mississippi. But let's move on to some of the other meets across the nation where the Tigers were split up this weekend. We'll go way on over to the Stanford Invitational out in <laughs> California. And I'm going to steal this one from you, even though you, you like. Do you want to do it? You no, go for it. Go you're 5,000 meters for and the And yet win. again, this is another one of those events that I'm like, God bless you. That is a big deal to run on track it for 5,000 meters. It is. Now, two competitors here. We had Joyce Camelli in Heat 2, got ninth place out of 23 competitors with a time of 16 minutes, 6.5 seconds. And then Brenda Kygan, third out of 29 in Heat 3, a time of 16 minutes, 19.1 seconds. Good. So think about this, Kyle. This means that there are roughly probably 55 athletes mm-hmm. that wanted to compete in the 5,000 meter on a track. Y'all need y'all need life or something because if y'all want to, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. No, that is amazing. <laughs> that is truly like it is. a talent and I'm so proud of them. And I literally think, God bless you for doing that. My so. lungs just hurt right. thinking about it and running that amount of distance here. And if that was enough, let's talk about one of these athlons here. We're going to move on over to the Texas Relays with our man, Chris Stone, all by his lonesome <laughs> out there in 10 events. Now, he does place 15th out of 18 uh, competitors out there in Texas. And this was done over several days, as we've already mentioned, just to give four them days. a little bit. Four days, excuse me, uh, to give them a little bit of break. So... Let's start right off to the top. He gets 15th out of 18th competitors. His points was 6,577 points. Man, that's a lot of points to count up. Uh, for the 100 meters, he got 11.5 seconds. That got him 753 points. The long jump, 6.74 meters for 753 points. Uh, the shot put, 12.68 meters. That's 648 points. The high jump, 6 feet 3.5 inches. That is 731 points. The 400 meters, 54.62 seconds. That's 614 points. Let's stop right there Mm. and just talk about those for just a second here. Which one of those sticks out to you the most for him in this meet? So I'm going to go with actually his high jump. That's one of his best high jumps that we've seen Mm -hmm. between, I mean, obviously this is his first time competing in an athlon, an outdoor track. But in indoor, he would jump, I, I'd say, you know, about six feet, mm-hmm. a little more, but six feet, 3.5 inches. That's a really great jump for him. So I'm proud of that. And I would take that these are, none of these are PRs for him since Correct. you're pretty good at Correct. posting these on here. But I'm impressed with his 100 meter run here, 11.5 seconds. Yep. Again, this is the guy who can hardly run without falling over saying that, but I'm still impressed by it. Uh, let's finish up the rest of his events here. Five more to go. The 110-meter hurdles, he had a time of 15.51 seconds. That got him 789 points. The discus throw, 38.08 meters for 626 points. The pole vault, he got 15 feet 5 inches for 819 points. Javelin, 44.29 meters, 505 points. And finally, the 1500 meter run i guess there is what that is good job uh, five minutes 42.63 seconds 339 points so we see that overall his best event was the pole vault yes which is no surprise to us who've been following him because before we saw him as a, a decathlon or a heptathlon athlete heptathlete um we saw him as a pole vaulter yes so i'm proud that that was his best event well and as we've talked about before 
most of the decathletes, the heptathletes, they have an event that they are strongest in. They, and they obviously would mean they'd probably have a weakest. And if you look at points-wise, I would say that his weakest was the 1,500-meter run. Correct. Correct. But what's not how you dominated each of those. It's how you can kind of spread that out yep. and get the best possible points here. Now, And I think we've seen that Chris is a field event man. Mm. I mean, he just rocks these field events. Long jump, shot put, pole vault, obviously, discus. I mean... He, if he's not at the top of the pack, he's right in the middle of the pack yes. for those. So I think that's where his success lies. Well, let's move on from Chris Stone out there in Texas and move back over here a little bit closer to us in the Florida relays where Coach Spry led some, you know, pretty famous athletes from the football team that were part of a relay team. And you love relays, so why don't you take that one away? Yes, I do. So like I was saying, the 4 by 400 um, we had four athletes. We had Merrill Parker, Anthony Schwartz. Mark Rubelkaba and Sean Shivers compete. Um, unfortunately, not the best performance for these gentlemen. Um, they placed 18th with a time of 39.93 seconds. However, not mad at it one little bit. I think it's a great starting ground, and I think they've got the chance to really improve upon this and do better throughout the season. A couple things I take away from this is not so much the placement and the time because this is their first time running together, is my understanding as well. Correct. Uh, which I think is which why is very hard. It when I think it's why it was so important for Coach Spry to go with them to the yes. because you've got two. It, they're not freshmen now at this point, but they they might as well be still freshmen. Yep. Um, Anthony Schwartz and John Shivers from the football team that are still getting used to having to balance all that kind of stuff going on with football and being here for track and yep. field, and also if we remember, Anthony had a little bit of an injury coming out of indoor. Correct. So he's still coming back from that, too. So, And you've also got to remember, Mark, we typically see him as a long jumper. Yes. Long jump, triple jump. So here's what this tells me, and I harp on this every single year, and I'm going to get on my soapbox again. The shorter the relay, the more important the handoffs. Yes. The more important the block starts. And if all of those went terribly wrong, that adds about five seconds to this. And now that you say that, I think I did read or, or hear something about that the handoffs were pretty rough See? for them in Does the relay. Does Jessica know what she's talking she, about? Or It's like you what? ran track or field or something. You know I'm just I mean? saying handoffs will make or break your relay in a four by one. Yes. And unfortunately, that makes sense. But like you said, these are not gentlemen who have run competitively together mm -hmm. they compete against each other mm -hmm. but now we're on the same team competing in the sense that we're competing against others and those handoffs are absolutely critical i give it time i give it a couple more meets i think they'll do a lot better and i think it's a great starting ground yeah and you've got to figure out who works best as a team and i think yep. coach bry's got the making of a great team here with two outstanding athletes that you know that are dual sport athletes at this point you've got a a seniority guy in terms of mark rubicalba and merrill parker who's been here for a while so i think you've got a good mix of experience slash just raw talent there that can mesh together hopefully as time goes on and selfishly i want them to succeed because this is our only relay team right now. i know i was worried it about you absolutely killing me Thinking about going into the pin relays and us not having practiced but our relay teams. Now you have someone to follow and someone to hope gets a little bit better so when we get there, we can make some noise. Let's hope so. So before we leave, um, Auburn comes back this weekend, this coming up weekend, April 5th and 6th at their own home meet, the Tiger Track Classic at Hudson Rosen Track. Yes. So it's going to be a great meet. Um, it was really successful last year. I hope for the same this year. Good weather. 
But before we go, Kyle, I think let's talk about one team or one athlete that you really are looking forward to seeing compete at this Tiger Track Classic. Let me say a couple things first before I get to my one mm. athlete. I, I want to make a pitch to all the Auburn fans out there that are listening to this. And um, let's be honest, if you're not going to Minneapolis this weekend for a, a certain event that's never happened before for Auburn basketball, um, you're probably coming to the Mecca. You're probably coming to Auburn to watch the game there, to be there for a hopeful tumors rolling. You know, there's a certain event going across the street, across campus, this Tiger uh, Track Classic. Come on over. Check it out. Come see what's going on over there. If you've never been invested before, there's football players they are running out. Come see how fast these athletes actually are. It's so much fun. And while you're there, no, don't just pay attention to them. Come see some of these other great athletes there. You know, we've got the throwers that are doing so well right now. You need to come support the rest of your Auburn family whether it's someone in the Final Four or someone at home in a Tiger Track Classic, don't miss this opportunity to come see your athletes in their finest at home. That being said, after I have to get off my soapbox, let me say this. A person that I think that I really want to watch this week, I'm going to go back to my throwers here. And I know that they are the ones that, that start already this week, but Kylie Carter, I want to see her do the trifecta at this point. Because, yep. I mean, you know, what she got first last week, first this week. Wouldn't it be great if she could do it three weeks in a row? I completely agree. Please tell me I didn't steal yours. No. Okay, good. But I feel like you and I are becoming so stinking predictable because you love the throwers and I love the relay team. And I've I've just talked about them, but i got to pick that four-by-one team. I think we can see some really, really good improvements. And I think if if they can only get one handoff to be better than it was this past week, they're going to decrease that time by a full two seconds. I guarantee it. Well, we'll take that guarantee to the bank. So you can check me out on Twitter at Jessica Loomis RN. We can talk about track and field. Kyle, where can they talk to you about it? And if you want to find me, you can do so on Twitter at TigerEye24. All right, y'all. So that is all we have for this week. Look forward to coming back next week to talk about this Tiger Track Classic. So War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?